When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Robert Duran Jr., and you're listening to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Return of the Mac, indeed. Welcome to episode number 39 of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Sean Basto, your host as always. Going to be joined by a very special guest, which I will let you know about in a very short while. But first, let's just go through what's on today's show. So, we're going to go through the Manchester Bill this weekend, the return of the Mac Tyson Fury, his fight, plus all the other great fights that was on the undercard this weekend. We've also got some great fights over in America, which we're going to go through on today's show. We've got this week in Boxing history. We've got four great examples of some of the great fights that have gone by, and we've got some really exciting news and gossip coming out this week, especially in these past couple of days that have gone by. Obviously, we're going to look at next weekend's action, seeing what's going on, seeing looking at the big bill over in Newcastle and any other big fights that are going on this weekend. But first of all, I want to introduce my special guest onto the show. He's got a fantastic fight, an all-Irish fight, coming up on the 30th of June. It's Declan Geraghty on the show today. Declan, thanks for coming on the show today. Really, really happy to have you on. How's it going? What's training been like? Uh, first of all, thanks very much for having me on the show. Uh, training's going great, mate. Training's going great. Uh, we're just on only two and a half weeks ago now to the to the IBF in the Continental Tile. Uh, me and Jonathan Carroll are fighting in uh, the SSV Arena on the undercard of uh, Michael Conlon on PT and Box Nation, Box Nation uh, on the 20th of June. It's a massive fight for you, this as well, isn't it? It's a really it's an all Irish clash and. 
you're coming off the back of three straight wins now, and this is this is a you know really really great opportunity for you. If you go in there and and beat John O'Carroll now, you're really propelling yourself back into the big time. I mean, the, the, the you know the, the defeat that you have on your record against James Tennyson. I mean, we've seen what James Tennyson's go, gone on to do here. We've seen him obviously go and beat Martin J Ward and pick up the EBU title and the Commonwealth title. So you know, essentially that defeat wasn't in vain. But this is a perfect opportunity against Carroll to propel yourself back into that position to, to maybe fight James Dennison and avenge that loss again yeah well that was the idea that was but at the moment I'm just concentrating on uh, Carroll at the moment but Dennison at the moving into number two in the uh, WBA uh, WBA number the legit European uh, legit European champion and uh, the last fight me and, ha- me and him had was he telling himself he was, I was boxing the head off I got caught with them shots and the referee stopped I don't believe I should have been stopped but it, there's no point to crying over it. all I can do is uh, move back up the ladder and then look for a look for a, a, a rematch of him, which would be ideal for me. But at the moment, concentrating on John O'Carroll, and then uh, I'll just take it from there. It's a massive fight. He's ranked number eight in the IBF, I believe. Whoever wins will will be ranked in the top and move to seven or six, to be honest with you. So it leaves the door open for a hopefully a world title shot at the end of the year. And obviously, Carroll had a really great performance in his last fight against uh, Humberto Di Santiago, and it was a, it was a really good moment for him. Obviously, he won that title. He had a great performance against. Uh, John Quigley, which was a split decision last time out in Belford, Belfast as well. So you've got a good couple of fights there that you've been able to sort of look at and see what you can assess for for, for potential weaknesses, potential chinks in the armour. Do you, do you feel like you've prepared as best you can prepare now for John Owen and that you'll be able to come out of this with the victory on fight night? Well, John Owen got a good win against Johnny Manners last week. Probably one of the easiest uh, title fights you'll see in the world. You know what I mean? The fella was, I think it was 15 and 2, but he's a fella waiting he's boxed and all in Mexico against not like Johnny man himself you know what I mean so for me I wasn't I was impressed by that uh, by that win and the fight before that you fought uh, as you said John Quigley who was undefeated who I boxed me last week he won a split decision I won I won by three rounds with a point taken off me so it should have been four rounds plus I went to his hometown John I went uh, uh, Quigley came to John I was to his country I went to uh, Quigley's country this time and I beat him by three rounds point taken off plus if you watch the fight back I really won eight out of ten uh, t- uh, eight out of ten rounds you know what I mean so yeah. like I said the fights uh, fighters make fights we're all different styles so you, you can't look into it too much you know what I mean I, I can concentrate on myself I believe I believe I beat him I believe 100% I beat him I believe I put performance in a great performance and I believe I think people have it have it in their head they, they, they know which way the fight's going to go Donald's going to do this and I'm going to do that I actually believe it, it's, people are going to be surprised which way the fight goes to be honest with you not, not the results so much but the way the fight is planned out. I believe that people think it's just going to be a bit of a war it's going to be a boxing against a fight I believe that's going to surprise a lot of people you know what I mean I, I don't think it's going to go to the script the way people think it is well, and for camp boys, it's been a brilliant camp it has been it's always a good camp since this year I've really put the head down and I still have gone in and out of camp I've still in camp really you know what I mean I came home I came home I came home and after I've been away in Thailand I came home at 62 63 kilos I usually go up to 70 kilos after uh, when I start back camp I came, I came in and up a stone lighter than what I usually do that's because I'm taking it serious I'm taking everything uh, everything to the heart I'm doing everything right eating right training right resting right I'm doing everything by the book and hopefully all these little things add up to this add up to this wing you know what I mean but I believe that doing this every single day and not missing no sessions day in day out day in day out will add up to them little things what essentially cross
over the line. Absolutely, and, and this is a great, like I said earlier, it's a fantastic opportunity on a really, really good bill, in, in obviously in Belfast, and this is really what you've been waiting for, and like I said earlier, you know, a win here against Carroll is going to propel you back up to, to the top end of the division where, you know, you potentially in the future you're going to get the, the big shot that you're looking for, so really exciting times for you, Declan, really exciting fight coming up in a couple of weeks, and as you said, it's on Box Nation on the 30th of June, so everybody that listens, you know, get tuning into that on the 30th of June, get looking at Declan versus John O'Carroll, really good fight there. So, Declan, I've got you on, obviously I've had a little chat about what's going on with yourself, but I I wanted to get you on to chat about what's been going on in general, because there's obviously lots of boxing that's been going on over the weekend, and I I wanted to talk about a few of the big fights over the weekend with you, and just really get your take on it first of all, and I think there's only one real place we can start, I think, this weekend, and I think the return of Tyson Fury in Manchester was what everybody was talking about across the UK and uh, I want to give my initial thought on it before I let, I'll let you talk about this one because uh, I'm interested to hear what you think about it and I, I wasn't expecting anything if I'm being honest with you. This was a fight for Tyson Fury to come back after losing so much weight and it, it was a fight where we just had to see what, what he had and it didn't really tell us anything this fight. It doesn't really tell us where he's at. It's just kind of, he's got in the ring, he's had a couple of rounds it it felt like a a, a very glorified sparring session and it it was a bit pantomime-ish at at times as well and obviously I'm happy to see him back but I want to see him back in a better capacity. I didn't. I didn't really want to see this. It's, you know, I wanted to see him back against a bigger fighter. And word on the grapevine is that when he was toying with signing with a promoter, uh, there was talk of him signing with Eddie Hearn first. And, and, and like I say, word on the grapevine is that Eddie Hearn didn't want this type of a fight. He wanted a harder, more difficult fight in Tyson Fury's comeback fight. And that's not what Tyson wanted. Tyson wanted this type of a fight as his comeback fight. What did you make of the the the, the performance from Tyson? Well what you can make of it and, and what do you feel about him coming back to heavyweight boxing I think it's magnificent he's back but like, like everyone everyone wasn't happy with the, with, the, with the fight not the performance because it wasn't much of a performance because you can only deal with what's in front of you you know what I mean but I, think, I don't think anyone was happy and, but at the end of the day the man's out, out of range in enough three years it's, like, it's a long 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 time to be out you know what I mean some people just can't come back after the, such a layoff the only reason I think he can come back is because he's still he's only 29 years of age but he's still only 30 years that's the only reason I think he's back will we see him back to his best the only time will tell but it's a, yeah it was a boring fight it was a, a very negative fight basically a journey man I, I know he only had one loss most of the fights were at cruiserweight but the bloke didn't come to win he, he retired on a stool he didn't have a go at it I think I've seen about four or five head punches Tyson caught me and, and that was really you know what I mean but then four or five home and that's what I believe was, he retired on a stool like I said it was a boring fight I believe in he's fighting in the car front in the car I believe that's probably not going to be a great great fight either he's going to need three Mickey Mouse fights I, 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 like, I'm sure it's going to be a step up each fight but I still believe it's going to be three handy enough fights before I see him at a competitive fight but the reason why we're, never, we're not going to be happy with it because the man who beat the man he, he left on top though you want to see him in there with the best you know what I mean you want to see him in there with the AJ and the Parkers and the uh, Wolves you want to see him in with them but you're not going to really see, uh, be happy until he's uh, he's in with them big fights but I'd like to see him maybe maybe one more easy fight and then maybe someone around Britain around Britain or England or somewhere around that decent level. look I'd love to see him and wake out or him and Bellew maybe one more fight and him and Bellew get along and be nice but it's just only fun to tell you know what I mean yeah no absolutely I've, I've always said that 
I wasn't expecting anything major out of this to be honest with you I, I, it was what it was it was a comeback fight uh, against a guy it, it was more of a show that's actually what it was. Yeah. it was more of a show than anything else yeah. it was more of a show it wasn't even a book it was more of a coming coming with, uh, with, your, with your, your girlfriend maybe you know I mean usually you know, the lad going to the boxing probably going with your girlfriend it was an entertaining show you get me even though the fight was principal I think it was more just of a, of a, of a show you know what I mean I, th- I think the action <laughs> I think the action outside the ring was more entertaining than the fight itself, to be honest. So, so they stopped ourselves for near enough 40 seconds to a minute, maybe, and watched watch it ourselves. <laughs> no, I, I know, I've, I've, never, I've, never, I've never seen that happen before. Uh, I've seen some incidents over the years, but obviously that made me laugh, that one. And obviously there were social media videos going around of more close-up versions of, you know, the crowd of them scrapping. It's, just, it's not really what you want to see at a fight, obviously. People, other people fighting in the crowd, it's not, doesn't really, you know, give off a good name for the sport when you've got loads of you know thugs and yobs fighting outside of the ring it doesn't really bring the right attention to boxing but it was what it was it's been and gone now and uh, I wanted to move on and talk about some of the other stuff that happened on that card and uh, the other notable fight Manchester's Terry Flanagan going in against Maurice Hooker Uh, a lot of people thought Terry was going to do this and it was going to be a straightforward night but it certainly wasn't a straightforward night for Terry it was a very difficult night for him actually and uh, he, he, he lost on a split decision which was a uh, surprising card for me I didn't think that he, he actually had done enough to win the fight on on, on a split decision I thought um thought like it was going to be a unanimous unanimous decision to Hooker and I thought Hooker would won it by two rounds and I, I thought that was what we were going to get but the one of the cards was 117-111 for Flanagan which I really can't see what that judge was actually watching because Flanagan struggled and it wasn't his best performance he didn't get out of first gear and it's a shame because as, as, as being from Manchester myself I really wanted him to do it and pick up a, a second world title at a different weight and it would have been great but Maurice Hooker to, to his credit you know, he was tough. He was gritty. He got stuck in. Uh, he, he didn't look as he didn't look as entertaining as, as what people maybe thought he was going to come and, and, and deliver. But he was very much, you know, you know, he reminded me of. He reminded me of like a Bernard Hopkins type performance that against Flanagan the other night. And it, it's just one of them situations for Flanagan now where he's, he's going to have to go back to the drawing board. And there's been talk of him going into the World Boxing Super Series. Whether that's going to happen now, I, I don't know. But what did you think of that fight, Declan? Did you? Did you manage to catch that or catch the highlights of it? Yeah, no, I watched the whole fight. I thought it was an extremely boring fight, to be honest with you. Hooker was brutal, I thought. Don't get me wrong, I didn't think Flanagan was very good either. I thought it was, it was a very boring fight. I uh, I looked at Hooker and I said, my God, I'd fight him in a heartbeat. And I thought anyone, anyone at lightweight would be looking at him and say, he was he was straight up standing up, very punches, very, very boring. Nothing special at all for a, world to- for a world champion. But then again, there's levels to world champions. Isn't that different levels? I just think he's a really low-level world champion. I thought Flanagan gassed up after the seventh round I thought he was very poor for him Flanagan has a weird style Freddie Amateur style bounces so much on his toes but he's really usually extremely extremely fit after seven rounds he gassed up he got a bad clash he got two cuts one in the eye and one in the forehead which were pretty bad but he just didn't look right at all Flanagan won't be I didn't think it was a great fight I actually a great fight I, I thought Flanagan was going to win and the reason why I thought they were going to rob him I thought they were going to rob uh, Hooker uh, Hooker to it especially being, being in the hometown the whole lot but for the score it was absolutely ridiculous I don't know where you see that score and I, I thought they were going to give Flanagan on a split decision or win, win it by one round just because I thought they were going to rob him but as the same I thought 
thought they were going to win by uh, two two rounds. Like I thought Hooker would have won them by two rounds himself. Yeah, well, one of the judges did give it one fifteen, one thirteen to to Hooker, and that's that's the way I saw it. I saw it yeah. uh, 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 as a performance where it wasn't the greatest, but he did what he had to do to win, and that that was that. But I think I think like you said there about Hooker, he's he's probably going to be regarded as maybe sort of a, the, the the weaker champion of that division now, and I think a lot of the other champions up at the super lightweight division will be looking at this and thinking, you know, we could clean clean up quite easily here, and uh, great opportunity for them to win a, a WBO title against Maurice Hooker. Fair play to him, he goes away with it, he takes it, and you know, Terry Flanagan goes back to the drawing board. Uh, the other fights on the card, then Daklin, obviously we've seen James McCarth in a great performance, Mark Heffron had a great performance, uh, with Nathan Gorman as well, all them three really great performances, they, they were sort of some of the better fights on the card for me overall, and did you, did, how much of the show did you catch then, Declan? Did you manage to catch most of it? I caught the whole lot, I caught the whole lot. I went to listen from Cher, Sean Tornis, Sean Tornis is a good friend of mine, he is a very good part of mine. But yeah, but I'm kind of very, uh, he's very disappointed with his performance, and I believe he was too. Uh, he made, uh, Nathan Gorman is a good fighter, but he looked like an extremely good fighter with uh, Tornis, because Tornis is usually tough. He really didn't do a whole lot. I don't really, a lot of things went, went, went wrong and behind the scenes from two training camps, so I believe that played a massive part in him. And I just expected, I really, I really thought if Sean was the win he was going to knock him out in four rounds and not once did he catch Nathan or the home or put him in any sort of danger I thought Nathan Gorman boxed very well he boxed very smart he looked better he's chasing that, that lad what's the, the heavyweight beginning with D oh Dubai yeah he's chasing him I actually think that would be extremely great for him on that performance I think Nathan beats him but only time will tell you know what I mean Nathan boxed very well and I thought I'm really sick for Sean Tone as I said he's a good pal of mine I believe he'll come back I just think he needs to uh, get a few things straightened out for himself and he'll come back because of Sean's been a bit unlucky he's a few like he, his first actual loss he had lost to a junior man I don't he just he kind of blew up I don't think he should have really lose him but he did blow up the second fight was against that fella on the in Germany on that uh, that super Series uh, tournament, he was boxing on the undercard of it. I can't think of his name. He's reckon he's going to be the next world champion. And then the other one's against Nathan Gorman, which I thought Nathan was. I, I gave Sean a great chance of winning, but Nathan really showed a different level that night than what he usually does. Uh, Mark Heffern boxed very well. He, uh, he boxed well, but to be honest with you, the fellow, I, I think the fellow was a WBA intercontinental or something like that. I thought I saw on his record or something like that. He's he very, very poor, I thought. Very, very poor. I, I, like, didn't look nothing to it. Mark, Mark, Mark did what he had to do and he won comfortably. He boxed well. I believe he'll move on to bigger, better things. I've been in camp and I've seen him train. He's, uh, he, he hits hard. He's a good, decent boxer. He can go go places. And then it was on the other, uh, it was on the other card of it. Uh, with James Metcalf, James Metcalf as well. Yeah, James Metcalf, James Metcalf. I don't know him too well. I know something with MTK. I didn't think there was much to the fella he was fighting. To be honest with you, I thought it was it was good to see him get the stoppage. I thought it was gonna go. Well. I thought it was gonna win on points. A lot. Of, I don't know him too well. I haven't watched him too much of him. But I know Dirty matches and all raids about him and says how good he is. And they're saying he's good. He must see something what people see. You know what I mean? So he. MTK and Frank Warren I seem to be moving in a great direction so three lads he wasn't 50-50 fights I believe Horner was the only one who was meant to be a close a hard fight which didn't turn into that way the three of them were kind of all once ran side fights and then you had Flanagan build or the Flanagan fight but kind of was a bit of a letdown because I, I think Flanagan is a great boxer it was just didn't, didn't perform the Fury fight wasn't great either you know what I mean but 
it was just a great, it was, at the end of the day it was great to see Tyson Fury himself back it was, it was nice to see him back and uh, we we have a boxing page called Boxing Bands on Instagram and we have uh, an interview there where I uh, have a, an interview where he's at the fight he turns around after the thing he goes how does it feel to win he goes well I'm back down to me low now I am it's nothing to it you know what I mean I'm back down to a low I have to go again the, the high, after every high is a low he's pretty, even the way he's speaking then you could see it was the start of his depression it was so negative you know what I mean it was so negative yeah. and it's just great to see him so happy now you know what I mean like, I believe he's at the, he's trying to change the, trying to change the way people see him and talk and talk about him like he's more of a happy go lucky kind of fella now but at the end of the day this boxing is a hard game you, you can't be a nice guy in there so like he gave he gave his opponent a kiss on the lip before the fight well, <laughs> good, but in there, in there with Joshua. I don't do that kind of show you, don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, no, you don't. Well, just from sort of a, a local perspective, sort of in Manchester in the northwest of England, uh, we had other fights on the undercard which weren't televised. You had the likes of Zelfa Barrett, Lyndon Arthur, uh, Jordan Thompson. We had uh, Jack McGann transitioning over to MM, from MMA to boxing, picking up a win uh, in his debut. Uh, local fighters like Zach Burton, brother of Hosea, there on the card, they all picked up victories. Uh, there was one fight, though, that actually wasn't televised which I wasn't there on the night and there was so much hype around the, uh, this particular fight that it was the best fight of the night of the whole show but it wasn't televised because it was the live float and it was after the Tyson Fury fight it was uh, Troy Williamson and Jack Flatley uh, both fought each other in the amateurs Troy beat Jack in the amateurs and this was uh, both at you know stages of the career where they want to push on now Jack was 11-0 and and Troy was 7-0 and 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 it was from from all accounts and some, some of the footage I've seen it looked like an absolute cracking fight Jack got knocked down twice in the first round and comes back and manage, manages to sort of get a draw in the fight which was uh, quite amazing given the fact that he, he was knocked down twice in the first round but it's just one of them things it's gutted because sometimes you you get these situations don't you you know you, you get all the televised fights and then some of the best shows uh, best fights sorry are on either the smaller hall shows or the, the, the they're on there where nobody gets to see him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see Selva Barrett back. Oh yeah, I've actually spared him. He's a nice fella. I know he lost to Ronnie Clark. I'm glad to see him back. And then that that young lad who you said made a switch over. I know his, I know one of his coaches, Ronnie, uh, own Ronnie as well. Personally, it's, it's it's good to see people making a swap over from MMA to boxing and boxing to MMA. Don't get me wrong, it's two different sports, but it can be done. You know, what I mean, at some stage, I, I believe I will get in the octagon myself. I at least one foot before I before I hang up before I pack in all sorts of combat sports just for the sake of for the experience the doing and it's good to see voice averse you know what I mean like I said I'm glad to see yourself a back back I, 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 I think it could be a possible fight down the line at some stage between me and him it has been the same way all the rest of the lads I didn't I don't know who you named on the card but it's, it's mostly it's the undercards as the lads who are out there who are on, on the way up and some of them to be in tough wars and uh, like I've been in a few hard wars myself and they haven't been televised and it's a shame because they're the real good fights you know what I mean but sometimes it is what it is with yeah no you're right and it's a bit disappointing when these things happen but I don't want to dwell on it too much Declan I want to move on and I want to go over to America and talk about some of the fights over in America this past weekend because there were some really good fights and there were some really bang average fights as well so uh, Saturday night we've seen Leo Santa Cruz and Abner Mares go toe to toe for a second time Leo Santa Cruz comes out the victor pretty much easy performance for, for Santa Cruz I thought dominated it more than he did the first fight with Abner Mares and now he's kind of waiting to see where where Santa Cruz goes now because you know there's a lot of talk of him fighting Gary Russell Jr. next and we all want to see the third fight with Rampton so there's a, there's another option that we could be potentially looking at in the future but uh, you, you've probably seen Leo Santa Cruz a few times with the you know with the fights with Rampton 
and his career. But what did you make of um, uh, his performance and, and some of the highlights of that fight? Yeah, I thought Leo Santa Cruz was a great performance. I'm just, I'm kind of sick that uh, him and uh, Power Phantom didn't get on for the tour time. It's a bit disappointing, and it doesn't look like uh, he wants anything to do with Carl. Like, especially not coming to Belfast, which is a crying shame because of he Carl went over there twice. You know what I mean? And it, it's just really shame because he did promise Carl that he would fight him in his hometown. But I would like to see the fight down the line. I think Santa Cruz is that is that tour of Fort Worth title is that the win is a four way. I know it's a three way. Was that a four? I think that's a tr- I think he's a three way world champion. Like it's, it's an unbelievable achievement. But he's at the down to be honest with you. But I'd like to see him and Frampton down the line. If he fights Gary Russell Jr. or Russell beats him personally, I think he's too smart, or too fast, and too smart for him. It was really well. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I did enjoy the fight. But I want to. I want to see him fight Frampton again. I'll be honest. I think the Frampton fight is the one we all want to see. But like you just said there, it's difficult to say that it's actually going to happen again. I mean, unless they really run out of options with each other and they have to fight each other for whatever reason, then that's. I think that's the only time we're going to really see it. And I, I don't think we're going to see it happen over in Belfast, which would be a shame. Like you say, I think it's a fight that you know will we'll do wonders in over in Belfast, and you know it definitely bring out the crowd and and be good for Irish boxing. But I think you're more looking likely Frampton's going to sort of move on, and, and, and you know there's talk of Josh Warrington, that that type of a fight is probably more than likely at this moment in time. But also on that card, Declan, as you know, was Jamel Charlo and Austin Trout and Jamel Charlo looking the bollocks yet again on Saturday. It wasn't the greatest of fights against Austin Trout, but I think that was because Austin Trout made it that way, didn't make it uh, an entertaining fight, didn't really want to engage with Charlo. Charlo, massive puncher, as we know. Really, really great prospects and and, and, and obviously looking at potentially cleaning up that super welterweight division. And uh, I'm looking at the scorecards for it. I actually didn't realise um, one of the scorecards had actually scored a draw, which uh, uh, beggars belief, to be honest with you. That's a really poor, really poor scorecard, that that one from um, 113-113. It very surprised me. That, uh, that, 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 why would they score it 113-113? The other judges, both judges had it. A wide decision to Charlo, and he, he just bossed the fight completely. But out of the Charlo brothers, Jamel, what, what do you make of Jamel in the super welterweight division? He looks like he could potentially go on to clean it up, but there's Jarrett Hurd in the way. There's a, you know, Kel Brook there as well now. They, they look, the two of them look the real deal, to be honest with you. The two of them look the real deal. I think 12, it was a good fight for him, a good name to get on the card, to be, uh, get on his on his record, to be honest. Because 12's been there with a few good lads, you know what I mean? He's not, he's, he's one of them kind of people, he's, he's at that, that level where you beat him, you, 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 you beat him on the just on the way to your world champion. I know he's world champion, but he's, he's kind of like one of them who's just lingering. He's not world champion. Uh, he's not world title. He's not, he's not good enough to win a world title again, I think, I think but he just lingers, lingers just outside it. So I think it's a good name for him to get on his record. Uh, back to the Carl Frampton thing. I lo- I don't think you see Carl Frampton and Josh Warden. I cannot see it happening anytime soon. The reason why I think that is because Frank has Bolton signed and if you're taking the Frank's kind of, uh, point of view is why would he, he has, he has Warden himself out late and has Frampton himself out Belfast. Why would you get them to fight each other where one loses and you might start losing the credibility to sell out the stadiums they sell out. So why not keep them away from each other now? I never thought, I really didn't think Frampton, uh, Warden was going to be uh, Selby, which was a great performance. I just think Selby was, I think that's probably the best Warden you're going to see against the worst, uh, worst uh, Selby you're going to see. But uh, the best Josh Warden you're going to see there against the worst Selby. But I do think War- uh, Selby needs to move up weight now, to be honest with you. I'd like to see him move up the super featherweight because I know he struggles really bad with the weight. So I personally don't think Frampton and Warden is going to happen anytime soon. But I would like to see uh, Frampton fight... Uh, 
what the what's the the, the current champion WBL Victor uh, I don't think it was his name Michael Conlon used to train one there's, there's a champion who's at who's the WBL featherweight champion uh, you know his name by any chance oh I'm, you know what I'm just I'm just trying to remember it now I'm just trying to see if I can to, to figure out who it is I, I, the name always escapes me and I'm absolutely garbage with names as well so it makes it even worse I'd like to see that happen but I can't go front and find this lad I think he's 17 uh, he's undefeated I don't I actually don't even know who he is to be honest with you he's an English lad I think that's handled Phantom Fight and him and in the open air in Windsor Park but Phantom Fight anywhere he sells out to be honest with you that's the kind of personality and support he has which is great but uh I'd like to see Frampton get like, it was, like you said it was a spanner in the warps with Selby winning because I don't think they, they they didn't expect it either so it's just a crying shame that he's not going to get that world title uh, shot or, or against a legit if he does get it it's not going to be against a legit world champion you know what I mean so it's just a shame but I do think after, after that performance that's the best well, one of the best Frampton performances I've ever seen so it goes to show you he still has a lot of life left in him yeah, Luke, so, ja- uh, Luke Jackson is Declan Luke Jackson's the one he's facing next yeah, yeah. So it's just uh, listen. Like I said, it's going to have to be a great undercard. I know it's a big stage, and but it's still it out. And I hopefully you'll see him against some sort of world champion or legit world champion if he does get a world title for this fight uh, later on in the year around Christmas time. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we need to see it at some point. You definitely, I, I totally agree with you on that one. But yeah, obviously we're talking about the uh, obviously the fights over in the USA, the Charlo. We had the Santa Cruz and Abnamares, but then we also had the Jeff Horn and Terrence. Crawford fight as well which which was it was great to see Crawford because he just looked absolutely on fire again he, he was looked so good he looked so dominant and there was a lot you know what there was a lot of people actually were saying you know Jeff Horn might actually uh, upset some uh, upset some apple carts here but I just knew for a fact Crawford was going to beat him uh, Crawford is too slick too stylish there was questions about his power up at welterweight and I think them questions have now officially been answered don't you think there's levels and there's levels like we said there's world champions and there's world champions and he's one of them top level world champions he is I remember even seeing a, an interview where the top ranks uh, promoter uh, saying that uh, Bob saying that he didn't uh, Piker doesn't want to fight him Piker doesn't think he has in the locker to fight yet Terrence Bob I believe he's one of the he's, he's in there in the top 45 pound by pound at the moment you know what I mean he's, he's just different levels he's put a great performance against Horn and uh, I, I, I don't think Horn should have beaten Piker but it was close than what people think I think Got a lot of people saying Piker was badly robbed I thought it was a close enough fight I did give it a Piker but Terrence Croft kills Horn like absolutely skill them and great performance he, he, he can box he can fight he can sell power or like, the man can do it all you know what I mean yeah. I still don't think he's no Lomachenko but he's definitely up there yeah no he, he is he's, he's, he's one of the pound for pound fighters at the moment and you know that 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 would be a potential fight down the line just imagine that <laughs> Lomachenko and Crawford in the future but I think what we want to concentrate on is seeing Crawford in with Errol Spence Jr. now I think that's the fight in the welterweight division for me at the moment and that's the one people uh, are asking for and people want to see and both fighters have expressed their desire to fight each other so you know hopefully within the next 12 months we'll get that type of a fight and it's a really big fight for the welterweight division really big fight and I'd really love to see these two go at it of course that's what you want to see it's good to see you want to see the best for the best none of this make excuses of people trying to protect their records you want to see the best for the best and that, that's what keeps the sport alive you know what I 
mean? That's what's so big. When you have people avoiding each other, it kills the sport, you know what I mean? It does kill the sport. You, you want to see people, the best fighting the best. Like, I love to see Lunchenko, uh, Lunchenko fighting uh, David, uh, Javante David, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't, that, 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 that's going to be kept apart. Javante Davis wants have, I don't think he wants anything to do with him. As much as he says he does, I don't think the team around, the team definitely around him don't want nothing to do with it. And that, I think that's what kind of kills the sport that little bit, bit, you know what I mean? That's the difference with the UFC. They all get signed up and you have to fight each other at some stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's true, you're right. And that, that is the difference between the sport of MMA and the sport of boxing. Obviously, there's, there's not a lot of places to hide in MMA, of course. They have to fight each other at some point. Whether it's three years down the line, five years down the line, they do end up fighting each other so um, it'd be good if we good if we get some of these big fights but we'll have to just wait and see how it all pans out to be honest because you know you know for a fact it's going to be one of them that's just going to brew or slowly build and eventually when we do get it it probably won't be in, in the best physical condition that they can both be in I mean I could be wrong I could be talking at my backside but it just happens a lot in boxing we've seen it so many times unfortunately and I just hope it um, I hope it comes to fruition earlier than, than you know what reality normally happens so it's now time for the segment in the show which I thoroughly enjoy every week this week in boxing history. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The dream is made real! Ricky Hatton rocks the world! How do you like it? How do you like it? You don't know shit about boxing! I wish I was 50 years younger you and I'd care. kick your ass! It's over! Mamma mia! He's done it! Anthony Joshua! So we've only got a couple to go through with you in this week's episode, but they are really, really good couple of incidents that have happened and fights that have happened over the years. So the first one is on the 12th of June 1989, Sugar Ray Leonard and Thomas Hitman Hearns. The second fight, WBC Super Underworld title on the line. Wasn't as good as the first fight, this one, but nevertheless, it was a really, really good fight. And actually, Sugar Ray Leonard was quite lucky in this particular fight. He did get a, a gift split decision. Um, for a 113-112 and a 113-112 for Hearns and then a 112-112 card actually a bit of scrappy wasn't them at the best but still definitely a really good fight in terms of legendary fights to go back and look at and go back and look at these guys in that in that part of the career move on to the 13th of June 1934 and it was Max Bayer knocking out Primo Carrera in Long Island and he won the world heavyweight title now Amazingly, in this particular fight, Max Bayer actually dropped Carnana 11 times. 11 times in a fight you never see that in this day and age it would be stopped after maybe two knockdowns 11 knockdowns that just goes to show you how lenient the referees was in 1934 and how lucky Canrera was to actually be able to get up and still fight all the way up until round 11 after being knocked down that many times so 1934 the 13th of June Max Bayer picking up the world heavyweight title moving on to the 15th of June 1984 and going back to Tommy the Hitman Hearns knocking out Roberto Duran in two rounds to return the world super welterweight title and it was a, an ins- it was a fight that nobody expected to happen the way it did in terms of the way Hearns knocked Duran out it was just amazing to see and Hearns you know we go back to Hearns and you know some of the big fights of his career he did lose like the Ray Leonard fight and you know he lost to Hagler great fight that was but then he had big wins like this against Roberto Duran massive win there for him and at that point when he won it actually 
basically confirmed he was the undisputed sort of champion in that division. He was accepted as the Universal World Super Welterweight Champions or the old like middleweight division. And then finally, on the 17th of June in the year 2000, Sugar Shane Mosley beats Oscar De La Hoya to win the WBC Welterweight title. And what was also a great fight and a good fight to go back and watch if you want to watch some classic fights. So that's this week in boxing history. I want to move on then, uh, Declan, and go forward and look at what's going on this weekend. Lots going on this weekend. Lots of fights, lots of shows. Uh, first one being on Friday. Big one in the UK. Joe Joyce's return. Um, what I can say about Joe Joyce's return to the ring then, Declan, is uh, I'm not really best pleased with the, the level of opponent they're putting him in with. You know, he's kind of gone from levels of fighting Ian Lewis in his debut, then sort of fighting two journeyman-style fighters, and then he goes in and fights Lenroy Thomas and, 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 and wipes the floor with Lenroy Thomas. Uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, was expecting that to to actually go quite a few rounds and be uh, more of a test for Joyce but he just seems to sort of steamroll his way through him but now he's facing off against uh, relatively unknown Richard Latte who's currently 12-1 and one, and, and literally all his fights have been over in his home country of Ghana and it, all his fights have been against fighters with losing records so that kind of gives me an indication of that this is going to be quite an easy fight for Joyce and I'm expecting quite an easy night for him as well but you have to understand, to me personally, watching uh, Joyce, he looks very novelty. But he hits, he hits, he's done the WSB, he has the experience. But I watched it when I was watching his last fight, he looked very novelty. But he's had, what, four fights, five fights, and he's become a world champion. Yep. And somewhere around that mark. So he's, he's like, achieved that in so, a short amount of time is a great achievement. So he's still, I believe he still needs to have them learning fights. But I, 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 I haven't been impressed with him, to be honest with you, because he looks so novelty, but he bangs. And that's all sometimes what it takes in them heavyweights is to give a punch and take a punch. But he's just has been great, but as you said, the pound is fine. I don't know. I don't know. I've never even heard of him. It's uh, but it's it's a, it's a quick enough turnaround since his last fight. It's yeah. not a long tournament. Don't get me wrong. What he he only did one round, two rounds last fight when he won the Commonwealth title. So it's it didn't. It's a quick turnaround for that, but but it sounds the team is gonna be another quick night again. But yeah, no shame really. But wait, wait, I, 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 I'm ready for the likes of Dylan White or any of them top levels in Britain just yet. I don't think, even though he's Commonwealth champion, you know, man. Like so, it's gonna take a few fights for him to. To get there, you know, man. Yeah, I think I think what it is with him is he's trying to push him forward, and because of his age, he's he's he started his pro career quite late on, really. And I mean, he's he's for for a heavyweight, he's not he's still quite young. But I think what they're thinking is obviously let's push him on, you know, try and push him on as quickly as we can. You've said that you know this is a learning fight. It is. You're right. It's a quick turnaround. They found him an opponent quite quickly. Yeah, it might not be the the, the level of opponent he's just fought, but at the same sense, he's still keeping himself active, which. I think keeping himself active is, is is really good, and you know, yeah, okay, if he fights a couple of fighters that are, are, are not as good, and he gets a little bit more experience into the pro game, and it's not just all about the banging. And like you said, he looked a bit novelty in a few a few of the fights, which you are right, he did, and people sort of slated him on social media for that big time. But like you've said earlier, you've got to remember he is only this is only his fifth fight. Yeah. Well, look, you can only uh, you can only do what's in front of you. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. You can only do what's in front of you, and uh, you need to, like as a pro, it's different. The amateurs no matter what. You need it. You need a certain more around you do. You need to learn. You need to learn the sport, and you just have to keep learning. 
Yeah, well, that, he's on Friday night. We've got that coming up on Friday night. We've got all, uh, a few a lot of prospects on the undercard. We've got Savannah Marshall's boxing again on that undercard. I'll be good looking to forward to seeing her again. We've got Cody Davis. We've got uh, Roxana Began there all on the undercard as well. So there's some some good fights there as well. And we've also got um, Michael Page as well. Michael Venom Page, another crossover MMA fighter to boxing as well. And he's fighting on that same card. So there's some, some decent fights maybe to catch up with. I mean, they probably won't be 50-50s, but they'll be good what to watch yeah it's it's on um it's on is it on dave channel you know the uk channel dave oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fr- fr- friday night that one so that'll be um it's good to catch up i mean you won't see all the fights that i build on the on there you'll only see a few of them but i mean you'll get to see the likes of someone like savannah marshall and joe joyce and you'll probably get to see some of the others the highlights of them but at the end of the day it's um it's good it's good to see them back out quite quickly like we've said and it's, it's, it's activity is real real key in boxing as you know yourself it's, it's really good to be active it's, it's, it's good just to see TA boxing on special TV alone you know what I mean it's good to see it back on, on every week different sports besides so Sky Sports and Bear Box Nation different channels it's good to see TV back boxing back on TV in general and just there it's, I, I believe the sport is, is just going to keep growing you know what I mean There's the new talents coming up and you get to see the new prospects and the, these shows I, I, I need a short day the last one that says show TV, I think I only show Joyce White one. I'm not sure, and they might show one more, but how did they show a few fights on the on the TV itself? Yeah, no, it's good. well, we've got, we've got some other boxing coming up, haven't we, on Saturday, as well, which I was going to talk about, actually, next, and it's the matchroom card up in Newcastle. That's uh, uh, another one to keep oh, yeah. out, keep an eye out for on the Saturday night. Obviously, we've got Louis Ritson and Paul Highland Jr. That's going to be a cracking fight, that one. Yeah, cracking fight. Is he on the feed, that young player, isn't he, Paul Ritson? Yeah, Ritson's... I, a, I know Paul... I know Paul Holland's on the feed. Is the other lad on the feed? Is the yeah. I've seen, I've seen him beat Scott Cadell. He looks up his nails. He looks like he bangs. It looks like it's going to be a really hard fight for Paul Holland, to be honest with you. I'd favour. Bridgerton, but it looks like Paul Holland do it. But uh, I actually boxed Paul Holland as an amateur. I did myself for the Irish title and beat him. And I wish him nothing but the best. It's gonna, it looks like a great card. And now you have uh, Josh Kelly as well, who looks like an absolutely great uh, prospect as well on the card. Yeah, we've got, uh, got Lewis Ritson and Paul Highland Jr., Josh Kelly and Chris George, which is for the Commonwealth title. Then Gavin McDonald's on the card as well. He's fighting uh, Stuart Hall, which I'm surprised. I thought Stuart Hall had that's retired. That's very good for you. That's kind of gone under the radar. Now you point Stuart Hall. That's kind of gone under the radar. Yeah, uh, Charlie Edwards. Charlie Edwards. Yeah, Charlie Edwards fighting for the WBA against. Uh, What's the young name? Anthony Nelson. Yeah, he's in a great fight with Jamie Conlon. The fight of the year, uh, fight of the year, uh, fight for it was an absolutely war off the two of them. So I know he's had a, a long layoff on his He's had two two years laid off and he's only had to come back to that fight. I think he got a warm fight before. I don't know how it went, but Charlie, I would expect Charlie to beat him handy enough to be honest with you. But only time will tell. It looks like a great bill. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look down the card even more, and you've got the likes of Ricky Burns coming back on the undercard, Glenn Foot. You've got Jose Burton. You know. There's there's, there's quite a few other few good fighters that are obviously on there for activity activity fights I mean yeah. they, they, they are looking at again at the fighters that they, they're going in against they're going in against guys that are on the road most of the time so you're ex- kind of expecting guys like Ricky Burns Glenn Foote Jose Burton to, to pick up the victories you've also got the cruiserweight English title on the line Afanik Bell and Simon Valili which was supposed to be on a Haymaker card a couple of months ago so that's that's happening as well so actually it's a it's a really really good card and there's some, some 
some decent fights and there is a good few 50-50 fights there at the top end of the bill so you know we should really look forward to that one on Saturday night and people will probably tune in because uh, it is the main card on this weekend but you've got to look at look around and look at what else is going on there's uh, loads of other local action going on across the country you know looking through there's absolutely loads of different shows going on this weekend which will be uh, which will be really good but I, I am looking forward to, to, to the bill the matching bill this weekend and I think um, it's good to see the Ritson and Highland Junior I think that's the one I'm most excited about to be honest so you're both two undefeated oh, fighters yeah. someone's getting knocked out really <laughs> <laughs> I'll take on past four rounds for someone yeah Spence this weekend but it'll be good to see him back in action and
and you know it'd be good if he does get a tough test this weekend as well and you know get to see a bit more of what he's made of and you know line him up for this big fight with Crawford or maybe even a potential fight with Thurman in the future as well so lots of options there for him so uh, yeah, the only, only point will tell only point will tell I mean I, mean, I do think he's, he's, he's at that top level of world champions but only point will tell and see how far he goes well I'll go, go on to the final bit now I've got news and gossip there's news and gossip section, something we always go through. So I've got four things, five things on the list I want to talk to you about, Declan. I want to see what your opinion is on these subjects. The first one is today Canelo Alvarez has been stripped of his ring magazine middleweight belt, which is quite a long overdue process. I'm not too sure why they haven't stripped him of this title before, given the fact that he was caught, you know, caught with Clem Brutal in his system and they finally decided to strip him of the ring middleweight title now, which is something something they should have done a lot sooner you know should have made a, a bit more of a scapegoat of him but they're not going to are they the guy makes the guy makes too much money in America it's a it's a joke the way he's only got a six months ban on a big fine the reason why is because he's, 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 the, he's the big draw he's the big money for you that's the only reason he got such a short and stupidity uh, slap on the wrist really you know what I mean that's the only reason for that and I think he should have been stripped of the toils and I think he should have been banned for two years at least two three years it, it, it only encourages people to, 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 to take drugs you know what I mean only yeah. Six month ban. I'll, I'll take my chances. You know what I mean? It's not that bad of a, a bad of a pension. No, it's not. He's 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 going to come back in September, and you know for a fact he's going to get a big money fight. So he's 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 not really going to be too fussed about it, which doesn't look good for boxing. But what can you do? I mean, the guy brings in a lot of money, and you know for a fact in America he's going to bring in a lot of money. You every fight, so the, yeah. the, 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 they're only going to give him a slap on the wrist. Which, like I said, it doesn't. It's not a good advert for boxing. But like, what can you do? There's, there's not a lot you can do other than continue. You to, to do what the majority of professionals do which is to live the clean life and train hard and, and, and do it the right way but it's just guys like that because of the status because of the name because of some of the achievements you know kind of just gets away with it which is uh, a bit disappointing for especially for guys like yourself you know who are uh, uh, grafting hard and, and, and trying to push themselves up to that level and you know someone just like that can get a six month ban for doing it it's, uh, it's a bit of a shame really but yeah he's been stripped of his middleweight title which is uh, like I say it's a about time and then we've got the announcement of Kerman Lejaraga fighting against Frankie Gavin so Frankie Gavin did say on Twitter a couple of weeks ago he was the mandatory for the European welterweight title and he's finally been announced today 17th of November in Spain yeah I've seen that I've seen Frank and I'll pack Frank Kirsten on the line for him hopefully uh, I think he deserves a shot of it you know what I mean I think he deserves a go at it I think he knows this is his last chance he's had to get a lot of last chances but I believe he knows this is his very last chance and what let Frankie down as a doy and the eating and not living the life we bundle of talent as an amateur I used to watch him as an amateur growing up he was an exception self-power but if you don't live the right life you don't get the results deserve in this game in this sport it's a very difficult fight for him though this isn't it you know you've seen like I said Lajara beat Skeet the other week and he didn't just beat him he, he dismantled him within a couple of rounds and Frank Frankie's Frankie's not really been in any major competitive fights for a while and I'm a bit uh, a bit concerned about this one for him you know I'd like him to win don't get me wrong I'd want him to win but I'm sort of struggling to sort of back him in this one because of you know inactivity like you've said about living the life right and uh, is it going to really show in this fight yeah well, I love him to do the job, but you'll only see in time if he does it properly. He has four and a half months of the fight, so you'll only see in time. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he does well. But it's good to see that he's got a big fight, and it's good to see he's got one more big shot and an opportunity to potentially become the European champion. <laughs> uh, we've also seen David Hay retire today as well. 
well i'm happy that he's retired finally i think like you say about the second value fight i mean that really shouldn't have happened but money money talk as we know and you know he'll have got a big pay packet for that and he'll have made a good bit of money before he retires so fair play to him i mean what he did for the cruiserweight division was fantastic he undisputed cruiserweight champion moves up to heavyweight beats the Nik- nikolai value ever absolute giant of a man and and then defends it and then goes into the biggest fight of his life against klitschko doesn't deliver unfortunately in that one but still comes back still gives a little bit of entertainment which is aura and i think i think to be fair he's achieved what a lot of men get into this game for and Two-way world, two-way world, two-way world champion. Unified cruiserweight world champion, heavyweight world champion. Of course, the way he's achieved, I just believe yeah, he could have done better. But he bottled it sometimes, you know, man, a few times again. Like, I think he's just injury-prone as well. He's, he's pretty injury-prone, and it's just a shame. And I gave him a lot of credit. We always lose him on a game. gave me a lot of credit after the first fight with Belly to do what he did to carry on that fight he did. But then he lost all the credit he deserved, I think, against everyone after what he did the last fight because of one of his ends on the public. He was injured going in. He shouldn't have taken it. And the only reason he did go in because of it was a big mistake. And he pulled out a few months beforehand again, uh, a few months beforehand because of an injury. So I believe he only took the fight with now and the outcome was going to come. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad he's done it. I'm glad he's retired. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if he can make it as a promoter now and, and, and where he goes from there with that game. But uh, it, going to back to the heavyweights and talking about heavyweights, yesterday Deontay Wilder confirmed that he's happy to fight in the UK uh, and he wants to sign it as part of a two-fight deal, one in the UK, one in America. And now we're saying we're just waiting on Eddie Hearn and Andy Joshua now. To be honest with you, I'm sticking forward ahead about the deal. Dragging out that long. Sticking forward ahead about the deal. Dragging that long. One time, one one thing, one thing, you know. I believe Wilder, uh, I believe Joshua wants to fight more than Wilder wants to fight. I believe Joshua beats him, but he's looking for the biggest payday, Wilder. Wilder's looking for the biggest payday he can get out, and Eddie, Eddie's going to give him the smallest payday possible he can give him to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just sticking for the head about him, to be honest. <laughs> I think AJ, AJ beats him all, but so is Jordy. If Jordy gets back to his best, Jordy can beat him. Well, that's what I think as well, but I want to see Fury get back to his best first and then obviously go in with the big boys and, and, and potentially regain the throne that he left on a high. But, yeah, Wilder saying that he wants to fight AJ, you know, we, we, like you said, I know you're sick and tired of it. We do hear it every single week, to be fair. Every single week we hear something different coming out of either camp and I, I'd, like to, I'd like to finally see a deal signed, but that's also something that's come out this week. Go Stay in with the subject of Eddie Hearn. He's apparently signing uh, Dimitri Bibble apparently that's going to be one of his uh, second signings over uh, for Matchroom USA as well what what a coup that would be if he got Bibble Eddie's doing a great thing he's doing a great thing he smokes shows brilliant he sells them out Eddie knows what he's doing and it's great to see him uh, doing what he has uh, over in America now it's good to see for boxing Frank Frank Warden has BT Sports now which is great for boxing 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it is, and and, and obviously he signed, uh, you know, a potentially really good fighter there in Dimitri Bivol. Some big fights to be made. I was talking about him last week on on the episode, and you know, potential fights in the future with people like Kovalev. So if he if he does confirm to sign Bivol, then he's you know he's got a real coup there, and he, he's not going to stop with Bivol, is he? He's going to start signing you know all the big fighters over in America, left, right, and center. So yeah, like you say, he's, what, what, what's going on is he's really good, and it just brings more attention to the sport. So yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing any more signings that he might have on the horizon. Going back to you then, I was just say going back to you then, Declan. I was just going to ask you uh, for a final word, really, about your fight coming up in a couple of weeks with John O'Carroll. Tune in. It's going to be the start of something big. <laughs> really looking so, forward to it. It's going to be the start. It's going to be the start. For my career, the new one, the big I've had seen, the league, I'll get pretty soon, and this is, this is the start of the road. Is, I've got a ton of few big wins in. I beat Michael Roberts 19 and 0 towards the end of last year. I got injured again, then I came back and beat uh, Quiddy 15 and 1 in his hometown. And now it's going to be Jonathan Carroll's going to be the next system. And then, uh, who knows, Tennyson, somewhat a big name than a world Photoshop. I'm in this sport to fight the best, and that's the way it should be, you know what I mean? It's, at the end of the day, I have one career, it's to, make a, it's to win the best fellows can win, to make the most money. But to, to, leave it, to leave it all in the ring, and leave it all behind, and be satisfied with how my career has gone. So, that's what, so just tune in, I appreciate everyone who supports me, everyone who watches on TV, whoever, everyone wishes me the best look. And uh, just tune in, it's going to be a great show, you know what I mean? Declan, you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, and uh, you took an hour out of your your day to speak to us, and you know I really appreciate it, and I'm really looking forward to your fight with Carol. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I wish you all the best, and uh, hopefully uh, appear on after the fight, and we'll have a nice journey belt. So we can talk about that. So there you go. Really good to have Declan Garrity on with us for this episode. Really pleased I got the chance to speak to him before his fight with John O'Carroll. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and having a different insight from a fighter like Declan and like I say really really appreciate everybody that's listening every week so you know where to find us now it's at BTR Boxing Pod and Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast on Facebook you can find us on Twitter you can find us on Facebook you can find us on Castbox you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes you know the score by now rate, review and subscribe three words that I've always heard from different podcasts rate, review and subscribe please get doing it because it's massively helping this podcast it's massively helping us getting people like Declan Geraghty on getting people like Roberto Duran Jr. on the show you know all the big fighters that you've heard come on the show before it's because you guys are leaving the reviews and you're leaving your feedback and you're sharing it across social media and people are getting the opportunity to listen into a different platform and a different format and a different way of doing a podcast episode and talking about all the subjects that we love in boxing so again as always thank you and we will speak to you next week
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.